Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. Welcome back to the show. Today's conversation is going to make a few of you uncomfortable. Unfortunately, we're addressing the elephant in the room that doesn't get talked about very often. And we're going to dive into the world of sex addiction and porn addiction, as well as drug addiction. So my next guest has struggled with this himself, but has been able to come out on top and now be able to help people through this. We unpack how it happens, why it happens, and how you can fix it. So my next guest's name is Craig Para. He's a former sex and drug addict himself. He's world-renowned for transforming the lives of people struggling with sex. This and is an important addiction. topic, guys. Like, it's It ruins relationships, it ruins lives. So I'm really excited to get into this, even though it may make some of you uncomfortable. Craig has been featured on a number of respected media outlets, including the Katie Couric Show, um, Good Day Sacramento, and the Steve Harvey Show, as well as Lifetime TV. So he's got a ton of energy and a ton of knowledge, and he's been through it himself. So we kind of go down that rabbit hole and um, talk about some things that I think would be very useful for you guys. So I encourage you to listen to this right to the end. Let us know what you think. And we're rolling. Craig, welcome to the show, man. Hey, thank you. <laughs> so good to be here, man. <laughs> I, um, this is such an important conversation. It's such an important topic. And man, addictions are such... I, I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, our society nowadays, people's addiction to porn, people's addiction to booze, to drugs, to whatever it is, the loop that they go through, it's fascinating how this happens and why this happens. And thank you for coming today and, and speaking with us, man, because I'm really excited to dive into this. When you think about addiction, Lance, it is, it's men are addicted to lying. Men are addicted to cheating. Men are, women, we're addicted to our thoughts. We're, we're, it, it is pervasive. And, and as a result, there are so many um, beautiful, broken people who are, aren't living up to their potential, who are stuck in those negative habit loops, repeating themselves over and over again of numbing, coping, and escaping. Um, and that's why we need to have this conversation. Man, it's, I, when I was looking through and I was doing a little background checking on you, and I always like to do that. And I'm like, man, this is something that I've wanted to talk about that I haven't got to yet. So let's, before we get into what you're up to now and, and dissect all that, how about giving us a little bit of a backstory? I know you've probably told it a million times, but I would love to, if you could just give our listeners a bit of insight into how you even decided to get into this in the first sure. place. Sure. So, so um, I've been a life coach for the past eight years. Um, I've developed this mindful habit system that I now train to therapists and every ounce of success um, and joy and peace that I experienced today is built on the back of, of failure. 
I um, was adopted as a child. I was in an orphanage alone for six months. We're going to go right back to the beginning and make our way up. Um, I was adopted into a, a, a home of wonderful parents, um, a mom with some psychological problems, was physically abusive, um, a dad who worked his ass off um, and um, did everything he could. And they were like any family, we had challenges. Um, sex was the old Catholic way. It's dirty and disgusting and you save it for someone you love. So in my effort to navigate these challenges, um, I found sex as an incredibly satisfying, wonderful way to numb, cope, and escape. And porn, in fact, was introduced to me by an older neighborhood boy. And when you talk about an escape, it was an actual an escape from my house. I could go over to his house. It was a, like, a, like an escape, um, yet, he used the pornography to lure me into a sexual relationship when I wasn't ready for one um, and essentially molested me. And so now these two parts are born. One part, successful, class president, captain of two sports, pretty girlfriend, um, great colleges, successful lawyer, executive, the high you know, career trajectory path heading to wonderful things. Um, the other side was a just a profound, deep sense of self-loathing, just, just, just filthy, disgusting part of myself that evolved from pornography to getting a fake ID at 16, not to buy booze like the cool kids, to go to the adult bookstore. And to sit in that smelly, disgusting place where men go to die uh, masturbate watching pornography because don't forget this was before the days of the internet right i'm an old g yeah we had to do it the hard way yeah we had to drive to the shittiest part of town huh. park our car walk in step over the cum stains on the floor and um that was home that was home and that turned into prostitutes and so these, this part just grew and evolved. And while all it's growing and evolving, I married my college sweetheart. We have two beautiful children. I have careers that, you know, people would die for. Had a nice house. We backed up to 40 acres. Uh, everything you could possibly want. But I hated myself. I uh, felt this deep sense of shame and um, I get fired from one job, not because they caught me doing anything, because I wasn't performing, but I'm the comeback kid. I get a better job. I move my family cross country. The company pays to move my family cross country. I am now the director of compliance for a billion dollar a year company with nationwide responsibility. And within 10 months, I was, in, in, was admitted to an inpatient rehab facility after trying to kill myself with bat salts because I was having an affair with an escort. I was seeing prostitutes. I was lying to my boss. I was using drugs with the prostitutes now. And my, I, I hated my job. I hated the sense of responsibility that my home represented. That means I resented my kids. I resented my wife. 
and said, I'm done. I'm done. And that's the bottom. And that's, that's the gift. That was the gift. Bottom was a gift. But happy to answer any questions, my friend. Um, or I, you know, I, I, I can, you know, bring you a present too. <laughs> At least, so you hit that rock bottom. What was, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy, but it's not that different than a lot of people, right? Do you, do you feel that all of this stemmed from the abuse or can somebody develop this, this pornography and sex addiction without getting abused? Like, have no, you, you don't, you don't need that. They're, they're, yeah. they're, they're, let me say it this way, Lance. There's yeah. always, so in my, in my group and in my work, I got my two categories of guys and I got my trauma guys and I got my non-trauma guys. And obviously there's a spectrum of where these guys fall. Yeah. Um, but what all my non-trauma guys realize is that they're, 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 they're numbing, they're numbing, coping, and escaping the lack of empathy, the lying, the compartmentalizations, their attitudes around sex, the bad habits came from somewhere. These parts of them evolve. So everybody has a family of origin journey to understanding how the hell did I get in this place? Yeah. And saying, I saw boobies on the internet and it sucked me in and I'm uh, addicted and stopping there is a grave disservice because there is an input that created that output. It may not be physical abuse, sexual abuse, mental abuse, or profound neglect, but there's a spectrum and those behaviors were learned. That's how we do things. We're humans, learn behavior. These parts of you were trained. So exploring that training and figuring out how these belief systems evolved beyond numbing with pornography. It's, it's, it's the behavior is the symptom. Lance, too, I've never worked with a client whose primary problem had anything to do with sex or porn. Mm. Never. Zero. Zero. Uh, from the CEO, from the guy who just sent me a picture in his private jet, to the professional athlete, to the teacher, to the construction worker, none of them. Not one of them primarily had a, this was their sex and porn, their number one problem. They all thought it was their number one problem when they started working with me. But within 30 days, they saw that the behavior is the symptom. And, and, and it's why, you know, these us addicts, we got something in common because we're all numbing, coping and escaping. There's a reason for that numbing, coping, and escaping. And the, 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 the gift that addiction provides, the gift, like everything I've been through, I wouldn't take it back. I, I mean, I, if I could take back the people that I hurt in my life, of course I take that yeah. back. But I don't exist yeah. without that experience, without those lessons, without yeah. that pain, without that suffering. And, and to come out of this, I like to say my most popular video on YouTube is the cure for sex addiction and porn addiction, which is such a clickbaity title, which is like almost like I, I feel like, like almost unethical with the title, but it's a neat catch. And I love the answer to that question because it is the aggressive pursuit of a great life or however you want to word it, however you yeah. want to, to come out of this, to come out of this and be happy. That means you have self-control. That means you have self-awareness. That means you've created healthy sexuality in your life. And that means you've installed systems 
that keep you on track because you will be challenged. Wow. So at the end, but at the end of the day, it's masking pain. Like that is essentially what any addiction is. Am I right on that? Like it's some sort of pain that you went through in your life. That is correct. It doesn't have to be sexual. It can be, it can be some sort of like maybe, okay, this is, I just find it fascinating because us, us creatures are just amazing creatures and how we develop good habits and bad habits just blows my mind. So maybe can you talk about some of the, how somebody could develop? Yeah, sure. Like, let's say it's not a sexual, let, let's just say, you know, look, I was an athlete, lots of athletes, they're a bunch of perverts growing up, you know, whatever, do a bunch of dumb stuff, your kids, your teenagers. But like, aside from like, sexual trauma if you didn't have that what is some stuff that could trigger well there, there, there's always there's always there's o- there's always two streams there's two work streams of work one is the broken sexual part that's yeah. always there and it is always secondary it is secondary to figuring out what you're numbing coping and escaping from yeah and understanding the wound that you are using porn as the solve to mend. Right? That's what it's doing. It, it, it's, 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 you know, from a neuroscience perspective, there's no such thing as bad habits or good habits. You just have habits. And what yeah. that means is there are just different parts of us reacting the way we were trained. And so pornography comes from pornography addiction when someone's numbing coping and escaping comes from low self-esteem not learning how to self-soothe escapism being pushed too hard by by parents i listen i I think is the reason it's such a problem is because it's such a wonderful short-term remedy for the problem. It's, it's an escape. It feels good. We're men, we're wired for it. We're literally wired for variety. Look at the variety we have today. It's everywhere. It's in our face. It's crazy. It's like they're, they're preying on, on men. And, but women too. Women do it. Women watch porn also. Yeah, women right? watch porn. Uh, obviously, their numbers are growing. Um, it's, it's prolific. It's prolific. And it's, you know, part of my mission is making sure people recognize that, listen, treat it as an addiction. Fine, call it an addiction. Do it, do it but, but, but be, just know that obsessively focusing on not doing the thing is not going to address the underlying issues that drove you to do it in the first place. Right. And that's the work that, that these guys and gals who are struggling need to do. Because we're not talking about, and I'm not even making a moral judgment. People, no. you know, do what you want. Do I yeah. think there is a moral question in pornography? Yeah. yeah. One company just, uh, whose owners just got arrested for sexual assaulting the actresses after tricking them to come cross country to, that they were doing a private DVD for distribution in Europe. It went on the website the next day. Yeah, it's crazy. And, and knowing those women couldn't go to the police, not only did he lie and cheat, um, he uh, sexually assaulted them. And there's been allegations against James Dean, one of the leading actors in the industry. I personally interviewed Jesse Rogers regarding um, the bowels of the industry, A-list porn star who left the industry. 
Um, so I do think there are moral questions, but just, just putting those aside for a second, um, you know, I think guys got to ask themselves simple questions. I like simple questions. Is it healthy? Is it healthy? And, and, you know, really reflect on, you know, your porn habit and ask yourself, is this reflective of who you want to be as a man? Mm. Another question that I love. Is it making your sex life better? <laughs> no, I can't get it up with my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, mm. there's a problem. Right. It's because of, what, is, what do you think is because of the abundance buffet? There's just, it's just that the creating this delusion that that's what sex is supposed to be like too. False expectations. There's so many things happening there. So many things. So many. So many different different <laughs> levels. What it, it what the why it is so prolific is because it works. Men yeah. are wired for variety. When we orgasm, we release the our stress level of cortisol drops in the body. Feel good chemicals throw float throughout. When you're watching porn, it is like almost the ultimate mindfulness, but, but in a negative way, in the sense that like there are times when I look at my clock and six hours just disappeared. Yeah. Literally felt like I was in a time warp. Wow. And so, you know, that's my body's time to chill. My body's time to relax. You know, my, the, the pornography was serving a purpose. It was doing something for me. And I think that, you know, a lot of people who, you know, demonize it, it's bad. And I get that. I get that. I, you know, I want you to have whatever healthy belief system that you need to, to be you, to be your best you. And um, the behavior is serving a purpose. And, and one of the most important exercises that I do with guys in my program is we call it the positive attribute exercise. And, and, and so what I ask them to do is for them to write down all of the positive attributes slash good things about watching porn. And, and, and after they get over the initial shock of, I just told you I'm calling you from an extended stay because my wife kicked me out. Um, I'm alone. And, and what, what are you asking me to do again? Once they get over that, um, they dive deep into realizing that it's serving a purpose. It's helping them deal with stress. Um, it's, it's helping them manage their problems in their lives. Um, it's fulfilling, you know, um, you know, sexual fantasies that evolved um, over the course of their relationship, that they're not getting those needs met with their partner. And so it's, it's that list goes on and on and on and on and on. And then these guys see, and I think Gollum from Lord of the Rings, it's mine. Mm. It's mine. This is the one place in, the, in the, the, the sea of chaos of growing up, being a teenage boy, busting hormones, challenges at home, and you know, on that spectrum of abuse to no abuse. Um, here's this, this, this wonderful thing that helps us relieve stress. It gives us excitement. It provides a rush. If you're ma my married guys, it gives them an opportunity to enjoy other women without, without cheating. Yeah. Some of these guys follow the porn stars. They know who they are. They know their movies. They know their social media. They get significance from that connection. 
helps them relax. Crazy, man. Gives them something to look forward to. It's crazy. It's not like, it's just so common. It's just such a thing that's not talked about enough. How similar is that sort of addiction to other addictions? They're all the same. Yeah. They're all the same. Now, some need to be treated differently, particularly when there's a physiological addiction. But in my experience, my quote-unquote addiction to food, my quote-unquote addiction to drugs, my quote-unquote addiction to cigarettes, like all those things were numbing, coping, and escaping strategies. Um, they all you know, grew from the, the, the same place, the same parts. Um, I've enjoyed incredible success treating them exactly the same, no differently. Um, although, you know, I recognize people are different and so everyone's going to do, you know, sometimes this works for this addiction. It doesn't work for that addiction. Um, but in my experience, they're the same. How does somebody figure out what this thing is that they're trying to mask? Like if they don't even know. Yeah, therapy is a good way to do it. You know, I, there are a lot of books out there that can help people. Um, I've got a digital only product that people can buy that guides them, you know, step by step, you know, in my website, themindfulhabit.com. Um, there, there's ways, um, counseling, group meetings, you know, there, there's, a, there's various places. And, and the reason why um, I'm, I'm suggesting external resources to do that work because there, you got too many blind spots. You got too many blind spots. You need a coach. You need a therapist. You need a counselor. You need someone who's, who's, who's guided 1,000 people down this same path, and you want that wisdom. You want that perspective so they can say, hey, go look over there, <laughs> you know, and them knowing exactly where you're going because exactly, they've seen it a 1,000 times. Hmm. So, yes, you can read books. Yes, you can um, watch YouTube videos, and that's great. That's awesome. But exposing the blind spots, you need somebody. You need somebody else to help you do that. Yes, certainly if you're going to do it in an expedited way. Mm. Okay, so let's, let's talk about results that people have had. So how has it helped you giving that up as far as your creativity and creating success for yourself? Because when you're not, uh, this, is, this is like what I've talked about other people. When you're not giving that energy out to these things like porn or wasting that, there's a lot of creative energy that is stored in our body, right? How has that shift for you helped in creating success in your actual career at, at channeling that? Have it you noticed that? Changed my life. Like I, I've never been more successful personally financially, relationshipally, um, every area of my life right here at this moment, right now is the best that it has ever been. Mm. And so what I've learned over the years that, you know, listen, I'm broken. I'm broken in so many different ways, so reactive, feeling so small at times. Um, I've got to practice rigorous self-care. I've got to create a life for myself that uh, allows me to deal with my mental health challenges and my physical challenges because that physical list is very, very long for me. Um, and and, and, it's, and the, the deeper I tapped into my purpose, 
Um, the more I directed and channel that powerful energy, I've created a life for myself and my family that um, I couldn't have dreamed of 10 years ago, you know, at, at my low point. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's so much self-awareness. I think a lot of people, you probably notice this as well, is that people probably don't think that they even have a problem, right? Just like when they're drinking every single day, it's like, it's not an addiction. It's just how, how hard is it to help people realize that it's actually an issue? You know, oh, I don't, that, that is not my, I don't, not that I don't care about that, Lance. Yeah. Um, that's not my, I, I, I am not in the, I, I want to say this, when people call me, they know. They, they know. Okay. No one's reaching out to me yeah, to tell yeah. me how much they love my podcast. <laughs> right? When I'm on the phone with somebody, just like I was a second ago, the shit has hit the fan. Right. They, 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 they get it. Now, their yeah. partners may be making them, do, making them do it. Those are the guys I want to weed out. I don't want to work with those guys. No disrespect, but you're not going to do as well. You're not going to yeah. be as motivated. You're doing it because someone else told you to. So I want to weed those guys out. But by the time they get to me, um, they've, they've already made that decision. But for the people who are listening who haven't made that decision, um, and this is a very self-serving thing to say. I like to acknowledge when I say self-serving things. You, know, you don't have to wait till you hit rock bottom. And so instead of asking yourself, am I a porn addict? And trying to fit that square peg into that you know, square hole, like, oh, that's a, you know, doing the online quizzes, doing all the research, wife saying you're a porn addict, you saying, yo, I'm not, and, and I don't do it that often, is right track, wrong track. Like, start there. Start there. Start in that, that moment where you've got to pick. Is your sexual health on the right track or is it on the wrong track? And, and so if it's on the wrong track, then assess the impact. What is the impact of your compulsive sexual behavior? What is your life holistically looking like right now? And I get so many people calling me for their porn addiction, and it is obvious, like this porn is the symptom of this significant, you know, weakness, you know, uh, broken men, reactive men, defensive men, insecure men. Um, and um, so broaden the scope of your inquiry, right track, wrong track, and assess the impact. Um, so that'll help you make the right decisions in deciding, hey, do I need that, someone to help me on this journey um, or can I go it alone? Okay, so somebody comes to see you, realize they know they have a problem. It's like they're masking something. Okay, the porn has stopped. They've stopped that. Now, how do they deal with that problem? You know, what are they, is that where therapy, but like now that they've realized, okay, I'm coping with this, with this thing, with this addiction, the addiction's now gone. How do they deal with the actual root cause of the problem? You mean, how do they deal with it with me? Just in, like, where's, what's the, say somebody gives it up and, and they've realized, okay, my why is big, where I want to go. I've given all that up, but there's still that root cause of the reason I was doing it in the first place. What are some things that people do after they've, they've given it up? Like, is there, is there some protocol or people can work on their own at, as like maybe something else to replace that or what well, happens? Well, I mean, if, if someone, makes the decision to give it up, great. 
make sure you understand why you're giving it up. And the most one of the most important lessons that I learned is also one of the most simple. And isn't it funny how so many you know, universal truths fall into that category? Um, one of them is to break a habit, you have to make a habit. And that literally means, mm -hmm. that, liter that scientific factual statement literally means that your success in not doing the thing is literally the result, the function of doing something else. And mm -hmm. that is where so many people fail. They obsessively focus on the not doing of the thing. Oh. And they're not focused on the doing something else. And that's where people need to focus if they're going to be uh, successful. Uh, love that, man. I love that. That makes total sense. I mean, put your energy into building a new habit and you won't even remember the other thing. If your why is strong enough and stop focusing on, I can't do that. I can't do that. Cause you're still putting a ton of energy into that thing. Well, you know what I hear a lot from people and it's a great opportunity is, um, you know, and, and listeners who are thinking right now, how many times have you said to yourself, I got to distract myself. Okay. This, you know, maybe you're being proactive. You say to yourself, this is the time when I am most vulnerable. Um, so I'm going to be proactive and no, I, I got to distract myself. I got to distract myself. I got to distract myself from the porn. I got to distract myself from the porn. And like, that is so not the right way to go. <laughs> the, the way that you want to go is you want porn. You want to create a life for yourself where fucking jerking off the porn is a distraction. Yeah. <laughs> I'm this way. It's such a low level. It's such a low conscious activity. It's such a, it's such a low shitty activity. <laughs> yeah. It, uh, it, 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 um, does it make me better or does it make me worse? Those, yeah. those are the questions that I find when I'm, especially when I'm talking to groups of people who aren't struggling with it, it's really neat to, or who don't identify as struggling with it to ask some of these very broad, open-ended questions. Is it healthy? If, if it is, why is it healthy? If it's not, why is it unhealthy? And it gets people thinking about their sexual health from a much broader perspective. I wish we could eliminate that fight from so many husbands and wives and boyfriends and girlfriends. You're an addict. I'm not an addict. I'm your, how about, you know, um, your sexual expression is, feels really unhealthy. Like, ladies, you go at your guy with something like that. Um, yeah, like, you, know, you, you couldn't get it up and you're 23 years old and I'm a little confused, so I don't think that's healthy. You think it is? It's, a, it's such a different argument. Ladies, you'll kill them. You'll, destroy, you'll, you'll bring them around quicker by, by coming at it from that perspective versus uh, you're an addict. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Yeah, that, that chemistry between a couple, it, it just, it's, it's amazing how that can happen, how that can fluctuate. You know, you can be with somebody and there's just not that chemistry for whatever reason, but then you can, you can rebuild that, you know, you, you can. And what are some things that I know that that's not the only reason why people lose interest in each other, but what other reasons do you see as a, as a, as a problem with that in, for people losing that drive? I mean, other than porn, every you, couple, every couple, listen, it's just like the guys who are quitting porn, but can't. They get to a place where they stop doing the things that made them successful. 
The same is true with the relationship because it is our most sacred, safest relationship in our lives and should be our most important if we think about it, along with our children, if we have them, um, it fades because of that safety. It loses its priority. It loses its focus. The couple stopped doing the things that made them you know, think of like making babies together in the first place, mm-hmm. bringing a child into this world in the first place. They stopped doing those things. Right. And, you know, I like to, I come from a business background and I like to look in things in terms of systems. You know, when I work with couples, what systems do you have in place to keep this relationship on track? And I'm like, we, you've gotten away even from the, 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 the most common symptom of them all, weekly date night. And you don't even have that. You don't even have that, let alone paying attention to how often you're intimate. Um, do each of you feel supported? Do each of you feel heard? How are you managing conflict? Um, relationships are the most complicated and they're the most triggering. Um, they can be the source of our great, most pain and, and, and greatest joy and love. Um, and because of that power, they need to be proactively nurtured and, um, porn makes it easy for a lot of guys to do what we're not naturally good at anyway. Vulnerability. Ugh, what does that mean? Intimacy. What about uh, using, cause a lot of people use it as like a form together. What do you, you know, they use porn, they watch it together. And that's, that's been a big thing as well. What are your thoughts on couples using it together as a tool? I think that um, whatever couples do to make themselves happy is cool with me. I don't judge people. Um, I think everyone has their own path to walk. Um, I would say be careful. Um, Be proactive in making sure both of you stay on the same page and that product is enhancing um, and not consuming. Uh, But I don't judge. Um, I, I recognize this is a big planet and different yeah. people have different ideas about things. So course, I respect yeah. that. Of course. What are, so for you now that, what are some struggles for you that you've faced now you're, you're doing well, I, there's no more porn, you're successful, but what are some struggles as, as an entrepreneur, as a businessman now in this world, like that you face on a daily basis? No, the biggest struggle, struggle as an entrepreneur is providing the, my most value to my clients because I do one-on-one work. Um, that's a premium you know, package where my clients get a lot of time and attention and in um, my group coaching program. Those are the two primary uh, places uh, where, I serve, where, I, where I help guys. And um, well, we, also, we also have a program for partners too. Um, and that gets an awful lot of attention. So no, my, my biggest challenge is um, doing everything I can for my clients and scaling, scaling. How can I help use technology to help more people and bring more value and move more men forward faster? On the professional side, it's always marketing. You know, marketers yeah. say they're great at marketing and you got more people making you more promises from all over the world. And the fact oh, is you yeah. ask three questions in, they can't deliver, they haven't delivered, but I'm blessed to be in a place right now where <laughs> I am not working with anybody who does not have a proven track record. Um, and we've got a really great team in place on the technical side, on the video side, um, on the operation side. 
Um, and, and on the coaching side, um, which is me at the top of that, yeah. you know, that pillar and, uh, we're killing it. There's a lot of experts, self-proclaimed experts out there, isn't there? I'm one of them. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Not just with marketing. It's like, I'm an expert. I'm an expert really. And then there's just, I know I, I, there's a lot out there and you got to be careful, but. Well, you got to ask the right questions because, yeah. and, and there, you know, people listening to this podcast, you want to help people. And you know that you got something special. And you know that if you just had the right person who could tie it all together, it'd be better than that guy making a million dollars a month. Like, that, my product's really good. I know yeah. I can help somebody. Yeah. And so you're so <laughs> desperate, um, you, 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 you know, take, you, you, bite the, you take the bait. You didn't ask the right questions. Um, yeah. but, but, you know, what I recommend to all of you, you know, healers and coaches and um, people out there is, you know, make a list of the like 10 reasons why this is a bad decision to hire this person. Um, what questions haven't I, you know, what, what are the tough questions you haven't asked? Um, and don't hire anybody without talking to people that they've worked with, because if they are quality, the people that they work with, would want to pick up the phone and say, let me, because listen, I got my team now. They're cracking it. I want to, listen, you got to talk to Todd. Let me tell you something about this guy. Yeah. He is so good at this. Uh, you know, Aaron, who does our videos. Um, and um, uh, it's just, just, we just, we just got a great team. It's awesome. And now you're getting more podcasts as well. And yeah, it's great. It's a, it's a, it's an amazing time to be alive for sharing, for getting out your story and getting out, you know, in front of a lot of audiences, it just, it's just a matter of time. Right. I mean, it's all marketing, you know, yep. it's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. You know, it can be, it can be daunting as well, but I, I feel like having these conversations and being able to share this is, is amazing. And man, I, um, I'm grateful for you coming on and hanging out with us and talking like that. You're passionate. I can really feel your energy. I can see that you help a lot of people, man, just by, this conversation i'm like wow this guy's the real deal so thank you very much bro you're welcome honest uh honored to be here i have a blessed privileged life i help people and they're all happy with it and they say great things about it and they save their families it's a privileged 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 uh blessed place to be i'm very very grateful where can we find you let's make it nice and clear for everybody Sure. So uh, if you're struggling with compulsive sexual behavior, my podcast, Sex Afflictions and Porn Addictions, can be found on any major podcasting service, inclu including Spotify and iTunes. My website, www.themindfulhabit.com. I've got some specific training, got a quiz, whole couple of different things to um, just figure out where you're at. And of course, you need help. I got descriptions of my programs. Um, that's themindfulhabit.com. Thank you, Lance. Awesome, man. All right. What is one lesson? So I know you've been through adversity shows up different in everybody's life, right? Different parts of our lives. What is one lesson that adversity has taught you? Failure is a gift. <laughs> I love it. Simple, like that's but it. so true. Like that's Failure it. is and, a and, gift. And, and, and you will resist it. Not you, Lance, but you know. Yeah. But you too. I resist it. Like, I like, resist it too, man. Of course. Always, oh, God damn. I fail about Failure is a gift. You need it. Is it. A gift. It is a gift. The road to my success is paved with beautiful bricks of failure. And um, I'm grateful for every one of them. Amazing. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. We're going to have everything for in the show notes to check you out. I really appreciate it, man. This was awesome. 
You're very welcome. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. I hope you guys got value from that. I know it's an awkward conversation, but sometimes you just gotta you gotta lean into the awkwardness. I I, I definitely learned a lot, and it's fascinating how we develop these habits, and it's also fascinating how we can break them. Right? We're resilient creatures, powerful creatures, and sometimes these ha- these traumas that we have when we're young, we tend to create these bad these bad habits. But like I said, they can be fixed and like you heard, Craig, there's a lot of people getting through this stuff. So love you guys. Hope you got value from that. Let us know what you think. Have an amazing day. Catch you next time.